this is episode, holy cow, I'm doing a double take. This is episode 349 of No Laugh Track Podcast. We are here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, as always, because it's their podcast. We're on the stage. It's a Thursday afternoon. This is Justin Severson, and I host all of these. I'm here with another first-time guest. We're on an awesome streak here of uh, people I've never met before, and I get to do research about somebody I've I haven't had a chance to talk to you on the podcast. I get real excited about that. Dulce Sloan yes. is with me today. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Like I said, excited to uh, get to know somebody new. It's me. It's you. How was uh, How was last night? You last night was your first show here this week, correct? Yeah, it was great. It was um, there's a lot of people here, so that was good. I was uh, you're always worried about like Wednesday and Thursday shows. But it was pretty full, so that was good. And I had a really, I had a lot of fun. Some of my friends, uh, one of my friends, she uh, lives here part-time in L.A. part-time. So she was here with some of her friends, so that was really good. Somebody in the business? Um, she is a filmmaker. Oh, okay. Uh, Naomi Ko. Okay. Uh, y'all should look her up. Naomi Ko, K-O. There you go. Uh, she's Korean-American. She's a filmmaker, um, an actor. So she's had um, stuff at like Tribeca and other things. So she's very good. So she came out. We got to hang out for a little bit. We went to go get Vietnamese food beforehand. So that was great. What do you do after shows normally? Um, well, it depends. Like last night, I just on the road, not in your like a home club, but on the road. What do you do? Um, on the road, I don't really go out that much, just because I'm like a lot of times I'm just a woman by myself, and that's not, not always the safest thing. My friend's like, oh, don't you no kidding. No, it's crazy. Um, he's like, why don't you go to like a bar or something? I'm like, uh, maybe the bar at the club. It seems like the safest option. Um, but last night, my friend Joe Kelly is a comic who lives in Atlanta now was featuring for me. Oh, so awesome. I just ordered pizza and watched TV and went to sleep. Oh, right on. Is he Joe? Is he working with you all week? Yes. Okay. Um, we met in. Atlanta like in 2015 he'd come down and do some shows um and like in 2017 he was leaving Seattle and he came and stayed with me in LA and then he moved to Atlanta um because I said he should and uh so when I go home for the, like I go home for holidays he'd spend like holidays with us because his family's in Flint Michigan nice um so yeah I've taken him on the road with me a few other times so I like when he opens for me did you have anybody that did that for you I never, I've only been on the road with someone, Jared Harris took me to a club in Chattanooga back in like 2013, but other than that, I've never featured or opened for anybody on the road. Oh, okay. How, uh, what is your history in Minneapolis, Minnesota? Any, um, like anywhere in Minnesota at all? The first time I was here was actually back in June. We flew into Minneapolis because we were doing a field piece for a uh, daily show, mm-hmm. and um, we flew into here and then went to somewhere in Wisconsin. So we like because it was closer to flying to here than to flying to Madison. Sure. So I've only been through here. This is the first time I've been like that's it, huh? Here. Yeah, but I've never been to Minnesota before except for this trip. Okay. I asked um, Ad- Adrian uh, Appalucci, who was here a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. what she knew about uh, Minnesota, and <laughs> she said. The one thing, uh, the first thing that came to mind was the uh, football fans from Minnesota that got mistreated at a Philadelphia Eagles game a few years ago because her boyfriend lives in Philly. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was I know, her, that was the first thing that came to mind. How about you? The only thing I know is 
the accent everyone does, Minnesota, <laughs> and then um, we Mall don't of do America. the we don't do the at. Come on, I don't know. That's what everyone does. <laughs> so I know that the Mall of America and yeah. then Prince is my whole. That's all I know about this state. Sure. Oh, and casseroles are big. Uh, we call them hot dish. Okay, sure, whatever. So hot dish, whatever. Casserole. That. What is that? A different language? <laughs> it's this. Apparently, it's just. Heated up food in a pan. Yeah, no. So hot dish is what everybody calls it here. Interesting, mm-hmm. like a soda pop situation. Um, yep, correct. So that's all I know about Minnesota. Okay, I say soda for the record. Oh, uh, I'm from Georgia, so we call everything Coke. Yeah, everything's, everything's Coke. A Coke. Everything's Coke. Like you want a Coke? Like sure. It's like okay, what do you want? It's like oh, let me get a Sprite. Yeah. Oh, you want an orange Coke? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, but everything is like oh, you want a Coke, and then you just disseminate which beverage you actually want sure sure so it's very silly which uh i'm curious now what was the story that you i, I mean we're gonna get to the, uh, some daily show talk but just because you brought it up here what was the story you did in wisconsin do you remember that one what that one was um it hasn't aired yet oh so i hush hush okay lips are sealed but yeah we um filmed here uh, we filmed in wisconsin but um yeah, I was like, uh, we were running, we were interviewing people, and we were running around in the woods. So, yeah, but hush, hush, because it hush, hasn't aired yet. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Show comes back in September, right? Yes, we're on hiatus right now, so that's why I was able to be here. Because most clubs want you to do like a Wednesday through a Sunday, or like a Thursday through a Sunday. Tuesday through Saturday here, lots. Yeah, that's which is crazy to a lot of comics. It's like, oh, it's the whole week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of times, I can't do a lot of the clubs. That have that full run just because we shoot the show Monday through Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out which clubs and let you do like a Friday through a Saturday, maybe a, a Friday and a Sunday. And then I just flew back really early and then went straight to work. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have to figure things out when you work on a show and then you're still doing stand up on the weekend. You have people to do that for you. You don't have to worry about that these days, right? I mean, I don't book the clubs, but I still have to book my travel. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Or I ask my mom to do it, but I don't. It's weird to ask your mom to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, mom, I need you to find me a flight and all this other. And I'm like, ah, I just find it myself. Really? Is like, she good at it? I mean, I'm sure she probably is, but it's just like it's weird to. Because she's like, well, I'll do some because like she retired like last year because I told her she could, and <laughs> she like runs my website. Oh, okay. But she's like, well, I'll do a bunch of other personal assistant things for you, and I'm like, yeah, that's weird. But so it's just weird to ask your mom to do stuff for you when you're not like, I don't know, 10. I don't know. It's <laughs> right, like right, weird. Right. It's like, can you come pick me up? Yeah. Like come pick me up. is completely different than like, okay, I need you to go through these emails. I need you to set up an itinerary. Like, I don't know. I'm sure she's happy to do it, but oh, I, I guarantee she's happy to do it. It was just, it just feels weird. Did I see, where were you right before this? In, uh, in Scotland? I was in Scotland. So I, this week, uh, huh. I flew in Friday. And flew back on Tuesday, and then I flew here yesterday. Wait, you just did a weekend in Scotland? Mm-hmm. What? what? So That's I, a lot of travel in a short amount of time. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. And I was going to say, are you? how are you feeling right now? I sleep when I sleep, okay. uh, and I'm awake when I need to be awake. Okay. But um, so I went for Fringe last year because I had, like, a bunch of friends. Like, uh, Ramon Rivas was doing an hour last year. Jessica Michelle Singleton was doing an hour last year. Jeffrey Baldinger was doing an hour last year. And uh, Jeffrey's actually doing an hour this year, too, with the show him and Jessica wrote. But I was there last year for, like, 10 days. 
And I was like, oh, this was fun. And I met like a comic over there, Ashley Story, and then her mom, Janie Godley, and their cousin, uh, Ash, uh, Gabby. And so I was like, I've got a free weekend. It'd be really fun to go back and hang out because I had like some comics I know from the UK, uh, Phil Wang, who is hilarious. Um, he's doing good. All his shows are getting, are, all his shows are already sold out at Fringe for the month. And so I know him and Ollie Horn and then some other American comics were there. So I just went to go hang out and just stayed with Ashley and her mom and her cousin Gabby. So you went as a working comedian and with no work just to go hang out? Yeah, I went to go, like last year I went to go hang and I got on some shows. Like last year I did like Best of the Fest and a show called Spank, which is crazy. So, uh, and then I did Ollie's Not My Audience show, which is a game show show. And I did that and then Ollie was there again. So I did his show again. Um, and then so did some other game show and then I did a uh, spank again. So I just hopped on whatever shows I could hop on. Oh, okay. Basically. What's spank? You said that was crazy. Spank is a show. It's apparently people really love this show. It's like really late because my set was at like one fifty-five in the morning. Okay. So I don't think the show even starts till like midnight. Cause like with fringe, like the shows are. I don't know if they're 24 hours that they have shows going, but they do over, like, a 1,000 shows. Yeah, it's nuts, I've heard. It's the whole city. There's flyers everywhere. There's flyers. There's banners and billboards, and there's so many comics. People come from all over the world to do this, and it's not all comedy either. Um, Like, people do, like, Shakespeare shows. Last year, like, 10 shows were just about Brexit. Oh, um, and I saw none of them because that doesn't affect me. I was going to say, do you understand um, and then it? Somebody had a Trump show. And then what's funny is like Janie Godley, her show, uh, she actually got America won't let her come in the country because she had this show where she was talking about Trump and other politicians and like politics. And so when she went to apply for a visa, they're like, nope, you've been bad mouthing Trump, so she can't come in the come country. Come on. Uh huh. She cannot come to America. But she's an amazing comic. She's wow. been doing it for know, 20, 30 years. Um, and she has a show, and she just got a write-up in The Guardian. She's on the front page of their, like, art section. So I was staying with, like, some really great comics. But it's just fun to go and hang and see if you can survive their food. I was going to ask uh, you that. What is, what is food like in Scotland? Oh, uh, there's haggis. Um, well, like, I went to, like, a dumpling place, and I had, like, Indian food. Um, and I had sure, my Indian thing. food in Scotland. <laughs> Indian food is very big in the UK. Okay. Because uh, we, and I and then like one night me and Ashley uh, ordered McDonald's because I was like, I got to try Scottish McDonald's. I tried Australian McDonald's. Got to try Scottish McDonald's. Right. I don't know what we put in our McDonald's because like there's just like a different, because like, you know, you don't have McDonald's for a long time and then you have it once and you're just like, I should get McDonald's again. Yep. <laughs> their mcdonald's doesn't make you do that what you just eat it and you're like okay i had mcdonald's so there's something and how did they screw it up i don't know but it's like it's not as salty either oh i bet that's true so it's not as salty and then all of their all everything is less sweet because all of their soda is like diet soda everything has aspartame in it and i can't drink aspartame it gives me a headache so all of their soda is like diet soda I think the only thing they let stay regular is Coke. But other than that, so I can't drink it. I don't really drink soda that often, but when I want one, I want one. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all don't put, where's the high fructose? Where's <laughs> right. some sugar? What is yeah. happening with these beverages? 
Um, and you have then, to sh- you have to bring it with next time. Right, and then you also have to beg them for ice. Like we went to a couple different bars, like ordered a drink. They're like, "Do you want ice?" And I'm like, "Why would I want hot liquor? Why would I want room temperature alcohol and mixer? Give me ice." No, I don't understand. <laughs> and they're like, where it waters down in the drink. And I was like, I don't want hot whiskey. Right. I don't want your room temperature whiskey. Put a few ice cubes in it. But a lot of people over there, they don't drink. They don't have drinks with ice in them. I was like, I guess because this country's so cold <laughs> that you don't want a cool yeah, right. beverage. Yeah, right. Um, Had a lot of tea. Got a new favorite tea. Because, like, my favorite, actually, my whole favorite part of the trip was just, like, sitting at the kitchen table, because I'm very Southern, so I'm all about sitting at the kitchen table and chatting. Sure, sure. Um, so sitting with, like, Ashley and her mom and her cousin, or any combination of those people, um, and just having tea and some little fun biscuits. Um, they're actually cookies, but they call them biscuits. Yeah, yeah. Um, called hobnobs. So they were, like, these oatmeal-y kind of biscuits, because I don't like oatmeal cookies, but it was, like, like an oatmeal biscuit with, like, chocolate on one side. Hmm. What a great day. Yeah. Just... Wake up in the morning, have a nice tea and some bickies, <laughs> have that, and then you start your day, because we were always up to like four or five in the morning, but like Scotland's like five hours ahead of New York. So I don't know, so when I landed on Friday, I just was like, all right, it's five in the morning, time to go to bed, and I would just wake up on their time, and then I was there for a couple of days and then came back here. So I don't know what time I'm on. I don't usually have a big issue with jet lag. Okay. So I just like... As soon as I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, all right, I'm on your time now. What are we doing? We out here. So, and then there's this private bar that was in part, like, there's a part of the festival called Abattoir that her and her mom are in. And so since I met the guy who runs the door last year, he just was like, hey, Dulce. I was like, Catavan. So they just let me in. Nice. So I just got to hang. Nice. Very nice. And you could sleep on a plane? Oh, I knock out on a plane. And the best part is this time when I was coming back, I got an upgrade. So I got to be like in the lay down seats. And I don't know if anybody's ever been in a lay down seat. But I've mm. only heard. What a time. Uh, <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh, if you get plane tickets early enough, they're actually because like I got a round trip lay down seat on Delta from New York to San Francisco one time for six hundred and eighty three dollars. So if you get it like far enough out, mm-hmm. you can get a good deal on a seat. I'm going to start looking for like five years from now just so I can afford it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, once you try it, and then, on, and then on international flights, they feed you so, like, it's just course after course. And you're like, because they're like, they're going to make sure you're going to go to sleep after this. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's a real, like, it was a, like, the plane was great. I mean, I, I can sleep on an hour long flight. If I'm on a plane, I'm knocking out. But um, they kept taking my, like, it was, Heathrow was annoying. It was just, it's just fun to see old world racism is always pretty fun. Oh, no. no. Yeah, this guy oh, got- Oh, you were treated? Oh, yeah, they were treating me real, fu- no. uh, real funny when I was coming from uh, New York and uh, Heathrow because you have to go through another security screening. Okay. So when you're coming from America into Heathrow and I was connecting to Edinburgh, yeah. you go through another security screening. So I have, like, pre-check here. So they just push me through. And then this man was being, like, rude about my stuff. He was just- digging through my bags and i was like sir this isn't cheap stuff quit slinging my stuff or i had like a towel and he put it in one of their like and i'm like don't put this has to go on my body just let me throw my towel around and they was yelling at me about my deodorant he's like it's got to be 100 mil and i was just like i don't know i don't know milliliters what are you saying to me he's like oh this is 103 so i have to take and i was like fine oh you're converting this off the top of your head well because he was saying like on the deodorant is it 103 milliliters yeah and 
I was like, okay. He's like, so he wouldn't explain to me why he was taking it. I'm asking him questions. I was like, I don't understand. And then I asked him something. He's like, don't interrupt me while I'm doing it. And I was like, and I just went, what did you just say to me? Because mm-hmm. I was legitimately asking, what mm-hmm. did you just say? Yeah. And then his supervisor, some white dude pops up out of nowhere, some British man, and then he starts talking to me crazy. He was like, you're holding people up, and you know, you're know you being aggressive, and da 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 No, I know how to be aggressive. And I know how to be assertive. Mm-hmm. And I also know when you're dealing with TSA, you don't do either of those things. But if you're talking to me crazy, I'm going to try to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and so he's talking to me, and I just turned around and went, I'm sorry, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm just here defending my employee and this, that, and the third. You're being aggressive and assertive. And I just had to, and then you have to put all of your stuff in like this tiny baggie. So I'm going through and trying to put my stuff in this tiny baggie. And he's just being like real aggressive with me. And I was like, I wasn't being rude and I wasn't being aggressive. And I said, but maybe you saw a black woman standing here and just assumed that I was being aggressive. Well, I was going to say, isn't aggressive like a, kind of a code word maybe, mm-hmm. right? I know the code. Yeah. And I have like a scarf on. But I had like a big like flower on the front, so I don't know that they were acting crazy because I had on that too. And then and they, I don't know what they thought, who I was, whatever. But I was like, yeah, you probably just thought it was. I, and I wasn't even looking at him when I said it, or the other dude. I'm just putting my stuff in his bag, and I was like, well, you know, you saw a black woman standing here and just figured I was being aggressive. And then he ran away. <laughs> he didn't respond. He didn't say anything back. He just booked it. Yeah. And because it's funny, because like when I do shows out there, um, the audience gets very uneasy if you talk about race, Okay, which is interesting because people think like people in America get funny about it. People in America are way more open. The audiences are more responsive to a comic of color talking about race okay. as opposed to over there where they're just like, well, we don't I don't, I don't know. What you hmm. like? No, 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 no. Y'all started this. Don't act like this. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I need everybody to relax. So, because like he ran off, and then when the guy had my stuff over by like the little machine, he pops up again. And then somebody, the man said something slick. I was like, I'm not cussing nobody out. Get get your toiletries back and get the hell on. Right. Because it was like y'all are holding me up. I'm trying to get my connecting flight. It was just annoying. And then on the way back, they took something else from me. So, like, they took my deodorant. They took my toothpaste on the way in. And I was leaving. They took my hand sanitizer and my lotion. And I was like, so y'all want me to be funky, ashy, (laughs) and germy. Yeah, right? We're sending you back ashy. Sending me back ashy. You're sending me back germy. You're sending me back my breath. Like, I'm just, what is happening? No deodorant. No tooth. Like, y'all took all of the important things. Right. Because last year I had to learn that I had to like consolidate my like my stuff. Because like when I was leaving Edinburgh last year, because I had a direct flight, the lady's like, "You have too many bottles," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." She's like, "It has to fit in this um, it has to fit in this bag," and I was like, "What? No, it doesn't. Shut up." So my friend Ram- like Ramon, we were leaving at the same time. She's like, "Well, you can give some of your bottles to him, and then he can take your allotment." And I was like, "Again, Jeez, this is what? not this isn't fixing anything." And she was like, "What are these bottles for?" I said, "Girl, look at his hair." This hair's ain't work. <laughs> I can't be sitting up with this little cute brush and bullshit y'all be doing. No. This hair's ain't work. What are you talking about? Well, I heard some stand-up you did. What, uh, I can't use a three-in-one, right? No. <laughs> use a three-in-one. <laughs> My body take two different bottles, first and foremost. And then I got lotion, so there's three bottles just for the body. Right. 
And then my hair, I got to have a moisturizer. I got... My wife has a conditioner that you leave in. I didn't know that was a thing. Because mm, when I do my hair, I have to wet my hair, then I have to do a leave-in conditioner, then I have to do a moisturizer, and then I have to do oil to seal it. So that's at least four bottles right there. Yikes. Not to mention perfume, deodorant. Deodorant. Why are you taking deodorant for people? This is wild. And then he was, like, messing with, like, my lip gloss or whatever, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's not a liquid. He took my toothpaste, and I was like, toothpaste isn't a liquid. Toothpaste has never been considered a liquid. I called my mom and told her about it. She's like, well, girl, you know, they over there, they be blowing up shit over there. She said, over here we be shooting up shit, but over there they be blowing stuff up. But it's like you took all of my bottles and then you tested it. Yeah. But I know that glycerin, like that's why you should never put on lotion before you go through TSA. Because glycerin will read. Oh, I think I've had that. Mm-hmm. Because they use glycerin to make bombs. That's where they do that little check on your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had so that. they rub that paper across your I've hand, yeah. and they and you flag. Mm-hmm. It's probably because you put lotion on before you went through. Mm, that's yeah, I've had that. Because like I had one lady, she did it. She was like, "Did you put lotion on?" I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, you're fine." And I was like, "Or I could have just made a bomb. What are we doing?" <laughs> I'm glad you trusted me on this one. Thank you. Well, that's why they call it security theater. Yeah. They call it security theater. Because I've gotten through with stuff that I was not supposed to get through. And it's just like, because I was in like Winnipeg and the girl was messing with me. And I was like, I went into Montreal and left Montreal with this exact same stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, ma'am, this, that, and the third. And I was just like, your TSA in Winnipeg should be doing the same thing that Montreal is doing. As in it, if y'all aren't doing it the same, how Universal. y'all. I was like, how are y'all keeping anybody safe? Yeah. And then she just didn't have anything else to say. Like, y'all sound stupid. Uh-huh. Either the rules apply, and then it's like, because I had so many issues going in. Like, I was like, I'm never going back to this trash-ass city again. Because, like, I went into Winnipeg. I didn't feel like I was in another country. I just felt I was in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. No one speaks French. You're just in. It's like being in Kansas, Kansas City, but I had to go through customs. It's very much like the Midwest, which is fine. There was this Chinese place next to the venue that had, like, uh, those poker machines in it. Oh, yeah, the video poker. But it was inside of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I've never seen video poker inside of a restaurant. I've seen it in gas stations. Yeah. But I'm like, why is there video poker in this restaurant? And it was a whole different, it was like it was behind saloon doors when you first walk in. And I was like, I don't, this is, I just came for chicken wings. I'm not here. <laughs> I don't want to ask questions. <laughs> I don't. I don't care what you're doing in this country. I went to Tim Hortons. I got some chicken wings. Got on by my life. I can't do this. <laughs> I um, I listened to you on another podcast, uh, John Roy from a few years ago. Do you remember doing that one? Is that his name, John Roy? Roy? Yeah, I think that's his name. Oh, I think I had to do his like over the phone or something. I'm sure it sounded real crazy. Well, in any case, I want to bring up a couple things you and I have in common. Was he an Atlanta comic? Who the hell is John Roy? Mm-hmm. What year was this? Like 2015? 2017? Yep. John Roy. He talks about, it's a lot about, you guys talked a lot about high school and stuff like that. What? And I, well, as you're looking that up, I'm going to bring up the couple things that stood out to me. Okay. That we, you and I have in common. When we were younger, we both had pagers. Oh, man, pagers were so fun. <laughs> if you try to get a pager now, do you know how much it'll cost? Uh, no, I have no idea. Me and a guy I was friends with, we were joking around and we're like, yo, we should get pagers and then 
we found out because like my pager bill like back in the 90s was like ten dollars a month i was gonna say yeah 12 13 yeah if you try to get a pager now it's 60 dollars a month what I was like, who's What doing? else does it do? What? Beep, beep, beep. It's not doing anything else. It was wild. When did I do John Roy's podcast? I know John Roy. He's a very nice man. Bald dude. Yes. When the f- did I do this? <laughs> I've done so many podcasts. Like, literally, I, cr- I was talking to Joe yesterday, and I was like, I can't remember what I ate when I was in Scotland. I don't know what I am. I was like, oh, yeah. Went to this Indian place with Phil Wang, and then I went to this dumpling place, and I got these delicious French fries that have crab meat on them, uh, brown sauce. I don't know if you're into it. It's a condiment. It's literally called brown sauce. It's like if someone made. Can I say brown sauce? I mean, that's what it's called. <laughs> it's like if someone mixed like, you know, like Worcestershire sauce. Uh-huh. It's like if it was like a, if Worcestershire sauce was the consistency of ketchup. Yeah. So it's like a nice thick sauce. It tastes good on your potatoes. So I'm gonna have to order it, uh, and I'm, or I might lose my neck. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> it's delicious. So pagers. What else do we have in common? Uh, went to high schools where white uh, was the minority. It wasn't when I started high school. That's and you said that as well. But it, it was, was for me all through. But what was when I ended high school? Where'd you go to high school? In St. Paul, Minnesota. Here. Oh, what was the majority? Uh, Hispanic and Asian, Hmong specifically, Ooh. and like second generation Mexican. I heard there was a lot of Hmong people here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Quite a few. Yep. I don't. I don't. We're not doing this podcast. Um, I gotta look this up. So it's John Roy's podcast, mm-hmm. Dulce Sloan. This is so. I feel so bad that I didn't remember this. Don't ever change with John Roy. That's it. Is that what I did? Yes. I must have been in L.A. when I did this. Yes. Yeah, 2017, I lived in L.A. So that would have been before you got the gig on The Daily Show, correct? Because it did not was not mentioned once, so I bet it's before you had that job. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was in May, so it was before I even auditioned for it. When did I even do See, this lets me know I'll be too busy. <laughs> yeah. Because John Roy is a very nice man. Uh-huh. When I mean, I don't know that, but sure. How did I do this? May of 2017. I should remember. I should be able to remember May two years ago. It, yeah. Just a little over two years. Apparently uh-huh. not. Yeah. This is wild. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, okay. So... Fuck no. Um, ooh, so what else do we have in common? Well, those were the two that stood out. Those were the two that stood out. And I, I, uh, I, I've said this on this podcast before. I just want to say it to you right now. That when I left for college mm-hmm. from high school where white was the minority and I knew like it was multicultural studies was the you know main focus of the school. And it was it was it was right in front of our faces. Then we went to then I went to college in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh. And. The anybody that wasn't white all stuck together in small groups, and it was the strangest it, culture shock for me. It's what you always do. Yeah, yeah it's on my calendar. John Roy podcast, <laughs> May eleventh. It was really you. I did it. <laughs> it exists. I definitely did this. Uh huh. Um. Well, well, well. That's interesting. But yeah, your girl was in L- in L.A. hadn't even color coded my schedule yet. 
Because now there's all kind of. It's bringing you back. Pineapple colors and all kind of different colors on my calendar because it was just all blue before. And I'd look down and be like, all right, what's happening? But now I know if it's orange, it's a show. Uh, Purple for me is work. uh, Purple actually means like a trip or something leisure. Mm. The light purple. Uh, Let's see. Red is a meeting. And blue is like just like flights or hotel information. Because you got a color code, baby. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah you're I, busy. I see that. You got a color code. And I'll just look at it and be like, okay. Which one of those gets shared with mom on her calendar? Um, I think it's usually the whole, if she goes into my calendar, it's usually the whole Everything? thing. But if you look at uh, November, it's just work. Just so work. So always make sure that I have like when I'm on the show, put down. And then when the show is dark, because that's very important because those dark weeks can move. But um, I got to go back and listen to this podcast when I was in John Roy's podcast. It's a good one. Um, I listened to it all the way through. But yeah, even though my high school is really diverse, everyone kind of like had their groups. So like each hallway, I would use like a different like it was like all the Asian kids would be on this hall and you turn around the black kids would be over here. And you turn around and all the Latino kids would be over here. And then I had theater classes. So I took theater and I had gifted classes. Um. And then I had um, friends who weren't in either of those. So I had like three different groups of friends that I would kind of like hang out with. Um, but none of my theater, none of the theater kids from high school I still really talk to on a regular basis. Um, one of my friends from when I took gifted classes, he was just like, I just celebrated my birthday in Atlanta. And so he was there with his wife and his son. And then one of my other friends who wasn't in like, theater or gifting classes um was actually a friend of a guy I had class with a science class with who the reason I got to be friends with them would be uh they would get in like like their group of friends would get in fights with like another group of friends and so but that other group of friends lived in my neighborhood and they just talk cash shit all the time sure so I was in science class one day and I was in chemistry and I slid over to the seat next to him. I was like, Hey man. So, uh, you know, them dudes y'all be beefing with. He was like, yeah, it's like, they're looking for y'all after school. They got bats. And then I just went back to my seat. Oh. And so anytime I heard anything, I'd be like, Hey, yo, just, just to let you know. Cause he was a nice guy uh-huh. and his friends were nice. Yeah, yeah. And these other dudes were just assholes who were like flunking out of school. I mean, they were in a gang. And so, I was like, he's a nice dude. These are a bunch of goofy gang members. I'm going to tell him what's up. And then I just became friends with one of the other guys he was friends with. And to this day, like, I'm friends with not only, like, because his friends, his nickname's Titanic. And so I've known them since I was, like, 15. So now I know his whole family. Still going by Titanic? Uh, No by his regular name but every once in a while we'll call him uh titanic um and so at my birthday party it was like he couldn't make it because he was working but like his sisters came his cousins came so because like when i got out of college me and him started hanging out again and then and i already knew one of his sisters and his other brother because we all went to school together and so i started hanging out with like him like him and his sisters and his brother and his mom and they would have like big family parties because he's Mexican. Uh, so 
they would have these huge. I would have a huge amount of parties because he's Mexican, but he's Mexican. <laughs> um, you know how they so, like to party. I mean, everyone likes all people of color. Everybody <laughs> loves to party. I don't think that can specifically be put on any group of people. Right. Everybody loves a party uh-huh. <laughs> worldwide because, like in Edinburgh, we go to all kind of parties. Um, I was just like, as much as I've traveled because I've been to you know Australia, I've been to Canada. I basically been to countries where people speak English. Um, you speak Spanish, where, right? Hmm? You speak Spanish, too? I do speak Spanish, but I can't do stand-up in Spanish. Okay. Because Jesus Trejo tried to get me to do it one time. I was like, my brain doesn't work as fast in Spanish hmm. that it does in English. Because I didn't speak it at home. Like, I, with my neighbors, I would. And then with Titanic's family, I would. Um, but that's more like a Spanglish situation. Sure. And then I would have, like, customer service jobs where I had to speak Spanish. Oh, so, you know, just telling people in two languages, we can't turn your lights back on. Or, yes, the garbage truck is coming. <laughs> or, you know, how many computers do you want to buy today? So, why is this? Quantos? <laughs> you know, quantos computadores que quiere comprar hoy? So, for the most part. Um, and then just, you know, getting hooked up in restaurants. But Right. <laughs> yeah, so now his family is like my family. Because, like, my family is not very close. So, and his family's huge. Oh, okay. So... It's funny because like I got an Airbnb in Atlanta for my birthday, and it had like um there was a pool out back, so I invited like a couple of the cousins, and then um one of the cousins, her daughter was having her graduation party, so I was there with Joe, and I was like, okay, I'm having this pool party. She's like, oh yeah, we know, you invited two of the cousins, and I was like, I figured if I invite two of y'all, everybody finds out. She's uh-huh. like, yes, everyone finds out. So it was really great because, like, my birthday is July 4th, so I haven't had, like, a lot of birthday parties in my life. Yeah, um, damn country stealing on your day. Right. And then what's funny is that I was born on July 4th, and then me and my brother are 16 months apart. So I was born on July 4th, and my brother was born on Thanksgiving. So his birthday jumps around, but my birthday is always July 4th. I'm, I'm same. I'm November 27th. Right. He's 22nd. See? So his jumps around, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day he was born, it was Thanksgiving. Okay, yep. Um... So, like, he at least has, like, an off year where he can at least, like, I'm not, think- but every year, Independence Day. Uh-huh. So, his whole family came, and I got, like, just food catered from, like, uh, Willie's. It was just, just like, a Moles or a Chipotle. Yeah. Um, and I had a big pool party for my birthday, and it was really great, but it's so funny because it was, like, so it's, like, with my cousin, like, my friend um, Antonio, we had classes together since, like, seventh grade. But he was, like, the most popular boy in school. He was prom king. He was homecoming king. And I was, like, of all the people that I thought I would still be friends with from high school, he's not one of the people. Hmm. Just because it's, like, I knew who the popular kids – like, everyone knows who the popular kids are. Yeah. But I wasn't one of the popular kids. And then it's funny because, like, Titanic's sister was, like, no, you're a popular – I was, like, no, 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 no. There's a difference between being popular – and people knowing who you are. Yeah. That's two different things. Yeah. Because, um, like, I did theater, so people knew me from doing theater. Um, And then I guess it was always, and I was friends with popular kids. So if you're friends with those kids, but you're not one of those kids, people still know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I never, because, like, he came to my college graduation, all kinds of stuff. And it's just so funny, because I was talking to one of my friends about it, and... Like, one of the theater friends that I had, we caught up recently, and she's like, wait, who were you hanging out with? And I told her, she's like, what? 
he was the most popular boy. I was like, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. But me and him were so goofy. We used to cheat on essay tests. Which, That's not easy. No. Because, um, like, we'd get this essay or, like, this poem, and then we had to, like, so he'd give us, like, a, uh, like a, like, some work, and we had to write, um, like, an essay about it in class. Mm-hmm. But it's always a three-prong thesis, so all of us were writing with the same thesis. Because, like, the questions they ask you lead everyone to have the same three ideas they're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we would get them, and I'd be like, Antonio, do you know what the hell this means? He's like, I have no clue what this is supposed to mean. Because all the black people sat in the same row okay. in the class. So it was two, uh, it was me and Antonio, and then two other black kids who they were first generation Nigerian immigrants. So the one dude, he was like, he didn't want to help us. And we're like, ain't nobody paying attention to you, no way. <laughs> and so, like, ah, you suck. He's like, I don't want to cheat today. I'm like, boo, shut up. Nobody likes you. And so uh, the girl who sat in front of me, we were like, Psst. and she's like, I got you. So we had this little pink eraser, and we would write down what three prongs were, and then we would slide it. So she'd slide back to me, mm-hmm. and then I'd slide it back to him. And I think that's how we all got out of high school. Because <laughs> sometimes she didn't know. It'd be like, yo, Nate. He's like, I'm not helping you guys. You're like, you can't let black people fail. <laughs> okay? You can't let the black people fail. Because the whole the rest of the class was just like white kids and Asian kids. Uh-huh. I don't even think there were I don't even know if there were any Latinos in our gifted program. But it was a lot of white kids and Asian kids. And we couldn't ask them for help. And because they're gonna be like, Well, I am like, you can't study for this test. Shut up. So you never got caught cheating. I once got caught doing some high-tech cheating in high school. I got caught cheating in third grade on a spelling test. But other than that, we never got caught. We did like a whole year. I had a. Uh, I took French. I wish I would have taken Spanish because it actually would come in handy to this day. Who the fuck speaks French? Nobody. I took French for like six weeks in middle school. Got like an A-plus in the class because it was close enough. To, like, I could understand how it worked because of Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. The beginning stuff, yeah, they're all similar. Yeah, and, like, I actually found my French mm-hmm. notebook one day, like, when I was in high school, and I was like, what the hell does this say? <laughs> so, no, you don't need French. No. Uh-uh. I had, so, in, in my situation, some, a friend of mine had taken the class the year before mm-hmm. and saved all the quizzes and tests. Yeah. They were the, exactly the same. Yeah. He just handing to, handed them to me, and I was, you know, basically, I had the answers for every quiz and test. The mistake I made was sharing it with too many people. No, you never. And that. shared it with somebody who was uh, like this close to failing and then all of a sudden got an A on a test. That's what obviously the teacher's like, wait a second. Listen. John just got an A and I was about to kick him out of the class. Who's no. he cheating off? Boom, Every- boom, boom. They figured it all out. I got suspended. It was bad. No, everybody knows. Because there was a kid like that in my high school and he was failing and somebody had like, yo, I took this class before. But they were like. You can't do good. Don't do too well. Yeah. You can't do too well because you're going to, like, he's like, oh, like, because you're not messing up the curve. You are being wildly out of character. Yes. So what he started, <laughs> so what he started doing, we were like, okay, you can't just start getting good grades immediately. You have to gradually build it up mm-hmm. so it looks like you're actually learning. Yeah. So by like a, so it's like you're taking the class for the whole year, two semesters. So by the time the second semester ends, then it's like, damn, 
I'm a good teacher. Right. I got through to this kid. Yes. When in actuality, he just was good at, he learned nothing. Yeah. But. You'll make your teacher so proud. You'll you make this your the right teacher way. so proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what was funny is like, oh, my, uh, that same teacher I had that year, he was like, um, he said when he was in, when he was like in college, like being like an education major, he was, they were like, okay, listen, your Asian kids in your class always going to do well don't have to worry about him you're fine they told him this when he was in college getting his degree to become a teacher and he told us this in class and he was like so he was like it was so crazy when i would like when i started teaching at this school and i had asian students who would be failing my class he's like i thought i was a bad that it was his fault that it was his fault he was screwing with them because he was like no these kids are supposed to be fine and we were like no, they're just kids. Yeah, not universally. It's not yeah. universal. Right. I was like, what they say about us? <laughs> right? <laughs> what do they say about white kids? <laughs> right? Yeah. What do they say about the rest of us? Uh-huh. And they were just and he was like, they just told us that the Asian kids were always gonna make A's. And then I started getting Asian kids that weren't making A's, and he's like, I thought I was a bad teacher. And we were like, and I was sitting there going, first of all, how did we even get into this conversation? Why are we having this real ass moment? Yeah. With my English teacher. And I don't know if it's because we were seniors or I guess because, like, when you have gifted classes, like, they actually tell you the truth a lot of the times. Because, like, I remember when I was in, like, the 10th grade um, and I had, like, an AP history class. And they taught us about – this was the first time I'd ever heard about the internment camps in World War Two, And it was – and it fucked me up so bad because they had concentration camps in Germany. And then we had internment camps in America, mm-hmm. but no one was telling us about, because it was like, oh, these concentration camps, and we went and freed those people. But, one, you didn't talk about the fact when they tried to come over here to escape that, you wouldn't let them come in the country. And then we had our own, we snatched people out of homes the same way that the Germans snatched Jews out of their homes and put them in camps. We did the same thing to the Japanese. And they didn't tell us that until I got to the 10th grade in my history book when we're talking about World War II. And it messed me up so bad I got on the bus. And I was talking to one of my friends about it. I'm like, girl, did you hear about this shit? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, internment camps. And she's like, we didn't do that. I'm like, yes, the fuck we did. And I was like, let me. And I was like, it's right here in my book. Not in her book, though. It wasn't in her book. And she had honors classes. The only difference between like regular level and honors classes is they make you do more busy work. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get to gifted classes, they're just like, we're not going to make you do this busy work because we trust you. We trust you. You're actually yeah. smart. We're going to have a real conversation right, right, with right. you. Yep. And it was so crazy to me because I'm just like, why is this not in your book? But I didn't think that the American education system cherry picks what they want you to know about your own country. Like, I understand, because there was, like, an AP European history class, and I'm like, I'm not taking that class. I'm going to, I don't need to know how many Henrys or Georges ran England. I'm going to mix them up. Yes. I don't know, the t- Henry VIII, he did some really wild shit. Everybody remembers him. Henry III, 5th, 6th, 4th. Does anybody remember what them damn dudes did? Is there a song about him I'm supposed to remember? To I don't know. Yeah. Was there a Louis Thirteenth? What the first 12 Louis do? This is the one we talk about. That's booze, isn't it? <laughs> Pro- yes, also. So I was like, I'm not taking this European history class because it doesn't affect me. But then I've met, fr- like, f- my friends that I have from the UK 
They told me that while they're in school, they don't learn about colonization. Current, like, and my, I have friends that, like, one of them graduated from college, like, he's 27, so he graduated from college from, like, he's 27, so, like, six years ago. Mm-hmm. He said when they were in primary school, so, like, K through 12, they do not teach them about colonization, imperialism. They do not teach them in England had colonized for they know about australia and canada yeah they don't know about the american slave trade they don't know them they have a brief they know briefly about them colonizing india and hong kong they have no idea they were like one of my i met a girl she said i didn't learn about the revolution she's like i did not learn about america being in a british colony until i was in college I've said that, basically, almost those exact words. I, my history uh, education in the St. Paul Public Schools was so shitty. When I went to college, it was, like, I, I was embarrassed with how little I knew. It's like, how am I so far behind here? I guess because I've had, like, gifted classes since I was, like, in the fifth grade that they taught us everything. And I also lived on PBS. <laughs> but I was like... No, all of our stuff was gross domestic GDP of this country and gross domestic product of that country. I don't no, need to know this! No! I don't need to know this! They taught us real stuff. Like, like I learned about, like, uh, the slave revolution in Haiti and them actually being, like, one of the first countries to get independent. No. Or I also learned that because I went to... Well, because I went to high school with so many Latinx people... I learned that I knew in high school that Cinco de Mayo was not Mexican Independence Day. Yeah, well, I did too, thankfully. Um, and <laughs> the that, big, like one of the biggest Cinco de Mayo festivals in the state is in like a half a mile from my high school. That's so yeah, funny. It's in that neighborhood. Because when you find out that Cinco de Mayo was just about the like this little, just this little victory. Oh yeah. You're like, why are? Oh. Why are all of us celebrating this? Every year I roll my eyes when it's like, be sure and stop by for the Cinco de Mayo sale. No. Like, really? You don't even, you just. Y'all don't celebrate this. Because I have like friends that like, we don't celebrate. But like Mexican Independence Day is in September. Yeah. And then, because one of my friends was like, why is Hispanic Heritage Month September and October? Why, why do they get two months? I'm like, they technically don't. But the reason it does that is because it starts when Mexico gets independence from Spain. And then everybody else is independent. It was just dominoes. Yeah. And it ends in October, if I remember correctly. So that's why, because I was like, because at first when I saw it, I was like, why did it get two months? And then I was like, oh, okay. I get it now. Because <laughs> I'm not this, she's like, I'm not this the shortest. And I'm like, oh, it's because it is. And I'm just like, well, why wouldn't our month be January? Yeah, 31 one, days. Come on. <laughs> one, Emancipation Proclamation was in January. Two, Martin Luther King's born in January. I can't remember why it's in February. I think they said it was because that's when Lincoln's birthday is. It, it is, yeah. And I was like, that ain't got shit to do with us. If you want to really show something that Lincoln really did, the Emancipation Proclamation of Martin Luther King, boom, it should be in January. Mm-hmm. But alas, we've been conned. <laughs> they got us again. Uh, I want to talk about a few more things here. This this has been awesome, by oh, the way. Okay. Uh the Minnesota, have you heard the Minnesota State Fair is going on now? Have you heard yeah, the... Yeah, some of Naomi's friends want to take us there on Saturday. You should go. Yeah, because my friend Ashley uh, in Scotland, she's like, when I come to America, I can't do her accent. I'm not going to try. <laughs> um, she's like, when I come to America, I want to go to a state fair. And I told her you have to come either in the summer or the fall, because that's when the big state fairs are, like mm-hmm. county fairs. 
So I have to go to this fair this weekend to do recon for Ashley. Good. You should go. How are you on – do you go on rides? There's lots of rides. It depends. I do love a Chill-Swirl. Real? When's the last time you went on a Chill-Swirl? Ooh, actually, the last time I was on a Chill-Swirl was two years ago with my mom. Um, oh, wow. Because, like, I don't know if y'all do these here, but they'll have, like, those small carnivals that, like, pop up in parking lots. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what she wanted to do for Mother's Day was to go to this little fair that was set up in the parking lot near her old job. And I hate Ferris wheels. Okay. I don't see the point. Why are we up this high? Also, okay. why am I just in a pew in the sky? Like, I don't. <laughs> this is not secure. Uh-huh. This is not safe. There's a metal pin run somebody, either a teenager or someone I know didn't get past the ninth grade. And my life depends on this screw. Nah, dog. Put me in a metal cage. <laughs> if it falls, then I'm at least surrounded by metal. Okay. I don't fuck with Ferris wheels. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Um, I do like that fun ride where it's like the mini roller coaster that plays music, and then it goes backwards. Okay. Because I don't like roller coasters because, again, why am I in the sky? Why is this making so much noise? And why is only a small metal pin keeping me away from death? Yeah. I don't. That guy probably wasn't in the gifted class. No, he wasn't in a gifted class. It just, I just, it's a whole industry run by teenagers and the uneducated. Like gypsies. Dumb, the, I don't know enough about gypsies to say anything about gypsies. I'm sure they're very nice people. You won't get me. Uh-uh. I've seen them on TV. I've seen my big fat gypsy wedding. and they get down. They like to party. I fuck with people that like to party. But, yeah. I recommend scary. they have a, uh, it's called the giant slide. Okay. Go on that. It's just, it's exactly pro- what it is. It's I'm a giant saying. slide. It's a giant slide. Is that the one where you have to sit on the mat to slide down it? Yeah, like a potato sack. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with Go that on one. That. It's fun. Um, The big boat that goes back and forth. Okay. I'll get on that big boat. A tilt world. A Gravitron is fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that thing in Miami called Youth Fair because he used to live in Miami. I was actually born there. Okay. And it was this giant, it was like this rounded square of a uh almost like a roller coaster track but it was enclosed yep and then that entire thing would spin yep so it was like spit roasting this roller coaster track and i remember getting on it as a kid going i can fuck with it this is great yeah because roller coasters have always bugged me because i'm just like i don't understand why are we all out in the elements why am I 100 feet in the sky in a boxcar? This is stupid. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but I also got in trouble one time for cussing out my brother um, on the teacups at Disneyland because he kept spinning the wheel too hard. So I was yelling, so we're getting real dizzy. And I'm yelling, and the man at one point slowly stops the ride and was like, stop cussing. I'm like, then tell us I was in his damn wheel so much. So yeah, me and my mom, me and my brother almost got kicked off the teacups. Only thing would have made that better if it was like somebody in costume that had to <laughs> speak up to tell you to call. Like, excuse me, like somebody in the goofy outfit, right. just hey, <laughs> stop cussing. It's a magical place on earth. Fuck's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, let, let's just talk about your uh, Daily Show gig real quick here. Um, the greatest ever, greatest job ever you've ever had? Yes or no? It's a good job. Good job. I haven't had a lot of jobs, so. This has been a good job for me because it's given me a lot of opportunities. Um, also, a lot of people think that I'm a writer on the show. Okay. I'm not a writer. The writers are the writers. Okay. I'm not in the Writers Guild. 
Um, and our writers are really great. There's two writers that I really uh, work with a lot, and that's um, Devin DeLaquanti and uh, Josh Johnson, who's another comic. One, the best part about Devin is that when we got when we um, the show got nominated for the NAACP Award this year for writing. Okay, and we won, but we don't know how this happened, but that. But Devin's name on the nomination and on the trophy is Devin Trey Delaquanti. His middle name's not Trey. What? We don't know where this name came from. We don't know what happened. But according to the NAACP, Devin's name is Devin Trey (laughs) Delaquanti. And we don't know where this came from. So for is a that good, a thing they do? They, they give everybody a tray, and then somebody else is Mister Something, and we don't know where that that came from. What? So it's like one, like so it's tray out of nowhere, and then it's Mister. And I was like, this is beautiful. It's funny because it's like they just like, hmm, we're gonna name him Trey. Yeah. Like that's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> no one in the office is named Trey, so we have no yeah. clue. Where these four letters came from. It's not from. even from like an accidental copy paste or something. No, yeah. no one in the office is named <laughs> Trey. It's my favorite thing. But Josh Johnson, who I work with a lot, when I, like, when I have like a desk piece and I'm, I'm coming up with an idea for something, I go to Josh. Um, he's an amazing comic. He's an amazing writer. He used to be on Fallon. Um, he did the Netflix 15s. Oh, okay. Um, me and him did New Negroes together. Uh, and then he's done like a lot of the, like this week at the cellar shows. Oh yeah, he's so my. Funny, I've probably like, seen him then. My favorite thing is talking to Josh. It's because he thinks so much, and he's so funny, and so many things have happened. Like when Josh tells a story, Josh is very deadpan concept when he tells the story. So like he was telling us about how he was on a date with a girl, and they had ordered like guacamole and the chips were too thin and the guacamole was too thick. So he keeps trying to just dig in to get this guacamole while she's talking and the chips just keep breaking. And he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to get a fork? Like, I just, he's like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to, like, how am I supposed to eat this? So at one point he just puts both hands on one chip and tries to get into this guacamole and it just flies up and just slams into this girl's face. (laughs) Catapult. But she also had glasses on. So not only does it hit her in the face, but it, like, slides down the front of her glasses, no. slides down behind her glasses, and, like, no one can function at this point. Uh-huh. And I have almost told that story with more emotion than Josh does. Like, and I am, because the way he tells the story gives you so much anticipation. Because uh-huh. you're like, what's going to happen with this guacamole? What are these chips are doing? Because there's, like, a, enough detail for you to be like, okay, okay, okay. I love talking to him, and he's very good at figuring out what my voice should be okay um and how to convey my voice when we're doing some of the desk pieces because the great thing is like we get to write the desk pieces with the writers so from the very beginning we're like this is not we're not regurgitating information to the audience it's us working with the writers and like this is how i would say this um this is how i would say this this would be my viewpoint on this this is how i could convey this information and it's easier to do those desk pieces when they're your words and because we try to do like because i mean the show's only like 24 minutes long yeah so you have to find the most concise way to convey what you're trying to say 
and Josh and Devin have been really great at helping me figure out how to convey my voice the best way on the show. Okay. Um, because when it comes to the rest of the show, like I don't, I don't write that. Um, Are you around when the guests show up? Are you there for the sometimes? Um, sometimes because it's like if you're not on, because we tape every day, right? Like Monday through Thursday, we tape. So sometimes we'll have guests, and I'm like, who is this? I don't know who that is, and I just go home. Okay. Or I leave and go to shows. Um, but I did the last time I was on the show, Angela Bassett was on the show, and I didn't know she watched the show. And so I'm standing like I'm like out I'm in like the production area and she comes walking up and she's like Tulsa, oh my god, it's so great and I was like, Angela Bassett knows my name. She's like, Oh, I lo- I watch you on the show. You're so funny, you're so great, you did a really great job and I was like, Oh my god, thank you so much. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I might faint. I didn't know how to function. Awesome. Because Angela Bassett just told me she thinks it's great and she watches the show. Um, but then the really cool thing was like a couple of days before, Eva Longoria was there, uh-huh. and my first big job uh, was doing a pilot that Eva was producing for Fox. So she was on the show, and then so it was her show, and I was playing like her best friend on the show. So my first big acting job was in 2017. Okay. Um, with like, it was like Eva Longoria. There was a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of people on the show. Andy Richter was on it. Um, Steve Harris. So it was like my first big job. And so when she came to the show, I just kind of like, I was like, I, uh, cause we got contact, like the talent coordinator. I was like, Hey, I know Eve. I'm going to go back. She's like, okay. And it's kind of popped in. And I was like, Ivania, what are you doing? And she's like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you. So that's why like, if you look at my Instagram, I have a picture with her. Because she gave me like my first big acting job. Very cool. So it was really great to see her, and she's like, "You are." It's like, "Oh my god, this is such a great opportunity for you!" And it was like, because I did that pilot with her in March of 2017, and then I booked this show in July of 2017. Wow. So, and then I moved to New York in September 2017. That that was the move was because of the job. Because mm-hmm, I would never live in that city. Okay. No. I remember uh, Ronnie Chang's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a week here a few years ago. And I remember talking to my dad, who's not a young man, mm-hmm. that uh, was, he's like, so who are you talking to this week? And I said, oh, he's, uh, he's on The Daily Show. His name's Ronnie Chang. <gasps> he's one of my favorites. I'm oh, like, Ronnie's great. You, like, you're watching The Daily Show? Uh, yeah, we have a lot of, we have a big audience and a very large demographic yeah. of different types of people, which is great. Because it's like, because we have such diverse correspondence, I think we can bring it. And then with Trevor, I think we're bringing in a very diverse audience. Mm-hmm. And then now Jabuki's there, so we're bringing in a younger audience. Yeah. Um, is he even 21 yet? <laughs> he is. He's not. I don't think he's, tw- I don't even think he's 28. I don't think he's 28. No. He's young. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, you little ding dong. <laughs> um, but like, he's the king of Twitter. I don't understand how Twitter works to this day. Don't get it. Don't think I'll ever get it. Because yeah. I'm like, it's like, so let me get this straight. It's a bunch of words. I don't know about this. Instagram, on the other hand, bunch of pictures. Fuck with Instagram heavy because I get it. Because all Twitter and Instagram is all you do is just take Facebook and break it in half. <laughs> yeah. Every Facebook status is a tweet. 
and then a picture's a picture. Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, this right. a long time. I'm just like, I wouldn't mess with either one of them. I'm like, all you do is break Facebook. You can break Facebook in half. But now Facebook is, mm, I think it's on a downward slope. So I never. Hmm? So is Twitter, I think. Really? I think so. Well, the thing is, I think Instagram's so popular right now because Instagram is still, like, not very political. True. Instagram's still like, here's what I ate today, or mm-hmm. hey, I got my nails done, or here's a little political thing, but also cookies. Mm-hmm. So I think because Instagram is still like, yeah, my friend's kids did do that, or something like that, I think it's I think it's becoming more popular. Because I don't see Trump stuff on Instagram. Not as much. So. Because it's very much, because like with Facebook, stuff will pop up, and you're like, because on Facebook one day, and I was like, who are the hell are these people? There are people, they're like comics or like people that I've met. Like, I've been on Facebook since 2005. You were early. When my college got on. And I, had a, and I think I'd graduated like a couple months before. So you had to have a college email originally to get on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you were early, early. Yeah. So my college got approved to get on Facebook. Wow. So that was before they let anybody else on other than college students. And you could only add people that you knew from college mm-hmm. or other colleges. So that's how long I've been on Facebook. So now, like when I started, oh, we're gonna learn on high school students. I was like, oh, we're all screwed. <laughs> like anybody, like oh, we're just gonna open it up to everybody. I'm like, oh, we're fine. Oh, your your grandparents have an account now. Huh? No, like the thing about Facebook, you end up arguing with someone else's relatives, right? Like you know, other people's aunts I've yeah. had an argument with, or other people. I'm like, I'm not fucking done. Yeah, I'm over this. Your aunt's a bitch, by the way. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to argue with your auntie or your mom or your fucking cousins anymore. I'm out. I'm out. Uh-huh. Game over. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so there's people that I've added over the years, and now they'll pop back up, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck?" Like my favorite thing right now is just unfriending people on Facebook. Unfriending or doing the uh, hide? No, nope. because I did the hide for about uh, I spent about a half an hour a couple weeks ago, and just was like, "Nope, nope, nope, done, there's, done, done, there's done, hide, done." And then there's unfollow. Oh Be- no, I did unfollow. Yeah, that's what I did because. And that lets you know that there's so much drama behind unfriending someone that, that had Facebook to... had to come up with an option uh-huh. where it's just like, okay, you're not going to see anything they post yeah. ever again. Mm-hmm. And then with Instagram, somebody talking about the mute button. Yeah. So mute, you can either un... It's basically like unfollow. So mute, you either um, can do posts or you can do stories or you can do both. And then I'm not on Twitter enough to even not want to see people's posts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause I, I was one person the other day and I was like, if I unfollow this person, they're going to say something. They'll, they'll, they'll know. Yeah. yeah. Cause I unfriended some woman and she was just like, I don't understand why you unfriended me. I'm such a huge fan. I'm like, I don't remember who you are. And then you send, and then she sends me these crazy messages every couple of months. And I'm like, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to deal with these crazy ass messages from this lady. I don't remember who she is. Have your mom take care of that. <laughs> Yeah, Marianne Hill, hop on this internet. She was like one day, she's like, you'll teach me how to use Facebook? And me and my brother went, no. What about Instagram? We're not, we're not helping. And she's figured it out. Yeah. She's on Instagram. But what's funny now is that my friends love her Instagram. Because like fo- now she follows a lot of my friends when she meets them. Sure. So like one of my friends, uh, Petey Debrew, who's a comic in New York, like if Petey has like, uh, like Petey was like, uh, opening for like Alana Glazer, and so my mom will like send him a message like, "Congratulations, young man! I'm so proud of you." 
or like she'll send like PD like, oh, I'm praying for you, making sure everything's good. He was like, he's like, man, your mom's is great, yo, because he's always yelling because he's a New Yorker, uh-huh. and he's like, yo, she be sending me messages talking about she praying for me. Tell her I really appreciate it. I was like, or you can message her back. He's like, yeah, I do, but like. Tell her mom's doing And I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but my mom loves Petey. They met, and she, she was in New York, and they met. And she's like, she's like, tell Petey I'm so proud of him. He's doing good. So they just love each other. Um, Does she come to the shows ever? Mm, she's come to, I think she came to New York around my birthday last year. She's down in Georgia? Mm, she's yeah. still in Atlanta, yeah. Uh, her and my brother. So it's good. I go to see them when I can. I wanted to. I read a thing. Are you gonna? Are you gonna do some voice work on a cartoon? Yes. Is that I'm, happening? Mm-hmm. I'm doing this cartoon called The Great North, which is by the people who did Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Um, and it's a really amazing cast. And so the cartoon is set in Alaska. That's why it's called The Great North. And my character is uh the fiance of one of the, is the fiance. She's from Fresno of one of the other characters. So the whole, it's a whole fam. it's a, of course it's like a family sitcom. Um, and then there's a dad who's playing by Nick Offerman, whose name is Beef. Um, and then Jenny Slate plays the daughter. Oh, yeah. And then there's, uh, a partner plays one of the sons, Moon. Um, I'm Honeybee. Honeybee. Yeah. And so there's this whole family and I'm the fiance. So... Because the whole thing basically centers around the daughter, like, just wanting to get a job at the mall. She's, like, a teenager. Okay. Um, and then Alanis Morissette pops up at one point. So, oh. but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out. I mean, what I read online sometime this coming season is 1920. But yeah. you don't know when. Could be middle of the, could be December, could be, who, who knows. Listen, I just come when they tell me to come. And I work when they tell me to work. Sure. And it goes out when they tell me it goes out. Um. Because you don't ever know when stuff is coming out. Because like when New, New Negroes came out this year, we had recorded it. We taped that show April last year. Oh, and this was like a year later. And a year later it yeah. came out. So you never you never know when things are going to. Well, how about this thing? You recorded a half hour for Comedy Central. I did. Do and you it, have a date on that one? Um, It comes out in the fall. Okay. So actually, let me see when they. I think they actually might have posted to. Day oh, no kidding. On the Twitter. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, deadline. While you're looking that up, how happy were you with it? And uh, will you watch it? Um. Oh, mine comes out October 25th. Okay. It's at 11 p.m. Okay. Will Miles, who's very funny, is also that night at 1130. Okay. I saw Sarah Schaefer has one this season. Yes. He, she's been on this podcast. Alan now, Strick and Williams, he's been on this podcast. Yes. He's got one. Now, my personal favorites that I recommend very much watching. October 18th is, is uh, Jabuki and Vanessa Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. You have to watch them. Mia Jackson is November 1st at 1130. Um, David Borey is November 15th at 11 p.m. Those are my personal favorites. Okay. Um, and, of course, Adam Strickland-Williams, because he's a very nice man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was my first down time ever in New Orleans. Because um, un- one of my uncle's first wives is from there. Um, so I'd never been – my mom been before, but I'd never been before. So, like, it was great because, like, when my, um, my best friend, who I call Papa, uh, he drove in from Atlanta – 
and he drove him from Atlanta because he was bringing a cooler with him that he was going to stock with sausages and meats and seafood. Um, okay. I was like, you could just fly in. He's like, I'm about to buy a bunch. Because he has family from New Orleans. Because um, I think his mom's side is Creole. So he came in, and then um, two of my friends, Daniel Perez and Jessica Michelle Singles, and very funny comics, they flew in to support. And then my stylist came in, and then the makeup artist from Daily Show, uh, Eden Seymour, she came down to do my makeup. Nice. So it was great because, like, anytime I went anywhere, it was my best friend and my stylist and my makeup artist and two of my other best friends. So I didn't realize I was one, the only one with an entourage. I was going to say, you have an entourage. I, and I didn't, <laughs> it was a totally unplanned entourage. Um, two, I knew I was the only one with a stylist, probably. And Kat Eves, she's my stylist. She's a bright, like, she styles everybody, but she really, um, she was really great with plus sizes. Like she styled like Jenny Segrino. Oh, um, I know Jenny too. Yeah, yeah Jenny's great. So she styles Jenny. Um, what's that Lambert girl who was on The Voice or something? No. What's that show that Fred Fantasia was on? Anyway, uh, Melissa Lambert in a Lambert. American Idol. American Idol. That's a show. Uh, so styles her, me. So like she styled me for the Emmys last year. Um, the Bruce Willis roast. Uh, we're getting my Emmys dressed together for this year. So she was really great. So if you're a plus size woman who wants a stylist, look up Cat Eves at Style Ethic on the Instagrams. Um, but it was really fun. But I overthink everything. The craziest thing is that I was sick when I did it. Okay. So I had been getting, I was still in the process of getting over an illness. So at the beginning of the year, of this year I got very sick I go to work for like 10 days um because I had strep staph and tonsillitis all at the same time and so I was on I was on antibiotics like three times like the first round didn't work it wasn't strong enough come to find out yeah and then with this real fancy doctor in New York who doesn't take insurance um and I walked in and like plaques from like Michael Bolton and Mariah Carey and like his wall to wall. Like, so like, this is like Trevor's doctor. Cause yeah. I was like, I'd gotten better. And then I started getting sick again. And he's like, go to this doctor. Cause I just went to like an urgent care. Sure. And he was like, you need to go to a real specialist. So he sent me to Dr. Kessler, who was amazing. Um, and so we went on another round of antibiotics and he was like, okay, well we got rid of the staff, but you still have strep, you still have tonsillitis, now you have uvulitis, and you have a yeast infection in your mouth. And I was like, damn it! What? So, we go another round of antibiotics, and I get off of that, and he's like, okay, uh, we've gotten rid of this, we've gotten rid of this, but, so when I was in New Orleans, he gave me this, like, there was this mouthwash I was supposed to be taking, and I couldn't bring it with me on the plane, because it's a giant, it's like 20-something ounces of medicine. Okay. So he called into the pharmacist down in New Orleans and got me these lozenges, and I had to take five of them in a day. So every two hours, I had to take this lozenge, lozenge and you couldn't chew it. You had to just leave it in your mouth and let it slowly dissolve. Mm -hmm. And so my friend Danielle set the loudest alarm on my phone. And so, like, Enid went to go get it, and so, like, I had all of these medicines and potions and all of this stuff that I was taking every single day so i so because it was like okay i gotta make sure i have a voice and i have to make sure that i'm not just laid out sick because mm -hmm. i because like when i first got real sick i lost like i lost like 20 pounds in like five days 
I couldn't keep anything down. And it was just this whole, so I got sick at the beginning of the month and I taped the special like the beginning of February and I was still getting like still on antibiotics. Like I think I'd finished my antibiotics like the day I got there and then was still on two other medications Yikes! at the same time. So I don't know how I wasn't completely, but it was like, all right, you've got to do this photo shoot and you've got to do this for her. And it was like all of these you start to do other stuff with it yeah. as opposed to all my friends are with me, so I gotta make sure I don't get them sick. And then it was, okay, making sure the hotels were right, and then, because, like, my friend Danielle's in a wheelchair, so when I, we got there, I was like, did you get me, like, the room I got, I was like, is this an accessible room? And they're like, no. So when we get there, we have to change hotel rooms. So it's all this stuff going on, and then I'm still sick, and then I gotta still shoot a half hour. Yeah. So It's gonna be on national TV. It's gonna be on national television and on their website and all over the world. Yep. So I was just and it's that and that's how my life is. Just always a lot of stuff. But that's how I learned the magic of the laydown seat because I was so sick when I flew oh. back. I was doing that a weekend at Rooster Teeth Feathers down in like San, San Jose, I think. And so it's like forty minutes from San Francisco. One of my friends had come out and he was doing shows with me and I was getting sick as the days were progressing. So on my last day, thank thank you to the owner of Rooster Two Feathers because it got to the point where I couldn't, my tonsils were so swollen I could barely talk. And so I'm out back sucking down salt water, like gargling salt water and spitting, like hot right. salt water, spitting it out yep. just so I have enough of a voice. She's like, okay, you're going to do less time. We're going to put somebody else on the show. And then the next day is when it just like hit me. So, like, I was supposed to drive my friend to the airport. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I still had to drive myself to the airport because I had a rental car. And then get through the airport. And I was just in a daze. Because when I was driving, I was so tired. I, like, dozed off twice while I was driving to the airport. Mm. Oh, it was bad. And then, thank God, I had a lay-down seat. I was so sick, the man next to me tucked me in. (laughs) So it was a very nice man who I got annoyed at at TSA because he kept slamming his stuff into my stuff. And then I look up, he's sitting next to me. He's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm all right. And the woman was like, you want anything? I was like, I just want hot water with lemon. And I was cold and I was hot. He just threw this blanket over me. And I was laying and I just flew out. And by the time I got off, oh, and my period had started. So there's just. Of course. Of course. And so as I get off the plane, I get, I'm the last person to get off the plane. And I just step off the plane and I just can't move. And the flight attendant who had been kind of been taking care of me basically and checking in on me. She's like, we're going to get you a wheelchair because I was in the back of JFK. So they got me a wheelchair out to the front, and they took me right out to my car. And then my bet when I one of my good friends was staying with me, and he was at the house, and he'd gotten all this medicine for me. And so he came to get me from the car because I just got in the bed, and he gave me Nyquil, and I threw up immediately. Oh, yeah. And I just because like it was to the point where I'm like I'm gonna have to stand in the shower. I get <laughs> oh, sick. No. I get sick, I rinse off, and then he has to help me back in the bed. Yeah. And I am just naked. I think I just had an underwear on. And it's like America has messed me so much up as a woman. I'm just laying there going, I wonder if he'll still sleep with me. Because <laughs> it's like, we're friends. I mean, you can sleep with one of your friends. And I'm just like, oh, 
I have no chance now. <laughs> you see me on my deathbed, butt ass naked. Had because he threw just every blanket on top of me. At one point, he's like laying in the bed with me, trying to warm me up. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to be friends with this man for the rest of my life. <laughs> Love it. Because he had to go to the he had to go to the pharmacy to get me medicine before he went to work, and they would come and check on me, and I was just home for days being sick. Damn. Oh, yeah. He's Ben Bergman. He's also a comic. He's amazing because he made sure. Because, like, I live by myself. So if he hadn't been staying with me, I don't know what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was great. He's a hero. But, He's yeah. Hero. And so a month later, now I'm filming a half hour. Again, she's trying to stay well. Because, like, my throat wasn't as swollen, but I still had, like, little after effects. So I still couldn't, like. Because I was like, am I contagious? He's like, you're not contagious. But don't kiss anybody. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, right. Uh, but the best part is, like, my best friend, um, I call him Papa. And she's, like, really, like, really great friends with her best friends. And at one point, like, in the trailer, it's me, him, my stylist, my makeup artist, and then my manager. And he goes off, to, and he, like, he runs to the restroom or something, and he comes back, and the girl goes, and, like, one of the PAs pops in and is like, is Lose's dad here? I was like, who are they asking for? And I'm like, oh, no, they, he's not. Papa. He's not my father. He's only five years older than me. I just <laughs> call him that because he's the only man who's ever taken care of me. Mike Dow, or as I call him, Michael Frederick Douglas Dow, um, <laughs> had a beer mug engraved with that on there because I'm a jerk. Um, Love it. <laughs> yeah, but he is. He's also like. This also lets me know that white people have no idea how old black people are. He's only five years older than me, but your brain's like, well, yeah, that that makes sense. She called him Papa. Why wouldn't it be her right, dad? Right. I get it. Uh-huh. I call him Papa. He's just aging well. He's just aging great, and so am I. And so is she. Because <laughs> no one knows I'm in my 30s. No one ever guesses. I was coming back from Scotland. Uh, no, I was coming back from Mexico. And I don't know if it's because I had braids in my hair or what happened, but it's the weirdest thing. I'd gone, I'm coming out of customs, like I'm in JFK. I'm going through customs. I'm just about to walk out the door of the airport. And this cop stops me and goes, let me see your passport. I was like, what? He's like, random check, let me see your passport. And he goes, how old are you? I was like, I'm 35. And he goes, What? what and he looks at my passport it's like how did you think i am he's like i thought you were 16 i'm like what what also why are you stopping me even if you did think i was 16 i'm by myself i'm coming through customs what are you stopping me for yeah hmm. maybe he should have said 18 maybe he shouldn't have been a creep like i could not understand he's like, i thought you were 16 i'm like nah doc I'm 35. He's like, oh, okay, go yeah, on. Double 16 and add a couple. I'm double 16. And I was like, I can't understand what he wants. He just randomly stopped. I was already, I'd already gone through all of the shit. He's standing in front of the door. I am two, I'm three feet from freedom. <laughs> I'm three feet from freedom and this cop stops me and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Because I had my hair up in braids, had a t-shirt on. I don't know. I think I look like a grown-up, but I also don't ever feel like a grown-up every day. And he goes, I thought you were 16. I just wanted to go, 
Then why did you stop me? You know what you need to do when you go to the fair, the Minnesota State Fair on mm-hmm. Saturday? I think they still have those uh, games where the you try to trick the guy. You can have them guess your uh, weight mm. or your age. Oh, no, and I, I'll win all the money. Do the age one. Mm. Do the age one. They need to be within, like, two or three years. Ha! Yeah. What do you get if they're wrong? Oh, you can pick your uh, prize from one of the bottom. <laughs> like the not bo- a great prize. The bottom row. The of, bottom few rows, yeah. Of uh, different types of. Yeah. A- and probably like a stuffed Angry Bird or something. Right. Didn't they just have a movie that came out? Probably an Angry Bird. Yeah, I didn't know people were watching an Angry Birds movie because it came way after the fact. I stopped playing the game like five years ago and they're making the movies now. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, who's playing this game for them to even make this movie? I felt the same way. <laughs> So confusing. Did I answer all your questions or did I just ramble? You, this has been fantastic. This Yay! has been absolutely fantastic. We did it. We did it. Uh, people, you, so we're going to post this today. Okay, so cool. So people will hopefully listen to this and come to the shows. Uh, yeah, we got one show tonight. Uh, one show tonight? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, one show tonight and then there's two shows tomorrow and two shows on Saturday. Yep. And then on Sunday I go back to New York. Yep, keep an eye out for her. You, she might be at the State Fair on Saturday walking around. Yeah, I might be at the State Fair eating some stuff. The half hour is coming out later this year, as we just covered. And, yep, it's coming uh, out October 25th. And the cartoon voice. And the cartoons coming out when we start recording the cartoon. So, yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Just watch The Simpsons and all those shows Sunday nights, and you'll probably find it. Oh, yeah, what do they call it? Animation domination? Yes. Yeah, I don't know when. I guess it would be in that string of shows. I think so. Huh. That makes sense. Is Family Guy still on? Yes. Are they still making American Dad? I have no idea. I have no idea either. (laughs) All I watch is Korean dramas, so I don't know. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. That's it. Boom. We did it.